G'day gentlemen, I'm Simon DeBlock, licensed clinical psychotherapist and your host of Manifesto, the men's mental health podcast. A podcast resource for men who want to improve and maintain the quality of the most valuable asset they possess, their mind and mental health. In this week's episode, we're exploring that nasty, extremely insidious critic in our head that just loves to undermine our confidence and self-esteem, i.e. the pathological critic. We examine what exactly the pathological critic is, or also known as the inner jerk, and what role it plays in shaping our daily experience and how it, when it gets out of control, can lead to anxiety and depression. Now, we'll take a few moments to determine why it's important to understand and how we can effectively manage the criticism that we throw back at ourselves. Now, more importantly, we'll examine some of the simple tactics that you can uh, that will allow you to tame the inner jerk. Now, as I always uh, extend an invitation, don't forget to uh, follow uh, this podcast either on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I also welcome you to subscribe to my weekly newsletter, Manifesto Monday. It has other loads of goodies which you can receive in your email inbox each week. Now, gentlemen, let's kick off by paying our inner critic a visit. Let's kick this episode off. You're probably all familiar with really the type of commentary or dialogue that might appear in your mind. For example, be careful. They're probably judging you. Remember, you've failed at this before. I know that you know that you're not that good at this and that you're simply making things up as you go along. Oh, and don't forget, if you fail, there's no coming back. You better get this right because no one likes a loser. Okay, well, maybe you should call it quits now while you're ahead. Sound familiar? It often is for a lot of guys. By now you're probably wondering who this jerk is and why he's casting insults at you. I mean, what the heck is his problem? We all have this version of this voice in our head that constantly criticizes, belittles, and judges us. This voice has many names. The inner critic, the judge, the saboteur, the superego, or the pathological critic. So what is the pathological critic? Well, the pathological critic is a term coined by the psychologist Eugene Sagan to describe the inner negative voice that attacks you. Now, while everybody has a critical inner voice, people who struggle with self-esteem, anxiety, or depression tend to have a more vicious and vocal pathological voice. Now, left unchecked, this voice can drastically influence how you feel about yourself, especially in relation to others. When your inner critical voice is constantly telling you that you are unworthy, a failure, unattractive, and hopeless, or helpless, it's difficult to take chances or achieve goals and to fully express yourself, both personally and professionally. Your pathological critic makes you believe terrible things about yourself. It undermines your self-worth, constantly reminding you of your mistakes, but never allowing you to focus on your accomplishments or what you've done well. Worst part is, is most of the time your pathological critic is lying to you but sometimes it's hard to separate the inner voice from your reality. So how does the pathological critic develop and what's its purpose? Well, while the pathological critic 
can seem like a nemesis that's infiltrated your mind, it serves a valuable purpose. It helps you create a narrative about yourself and others that helps you make sense of difficult situations. Now, this hypercritical inner voice is most commonly active in childhood since, since childhood internalizes what is said or what is done to them or what people close do to them. Because the bond between parent and child are so strong and children rely on parent safety and security, they internalize the opinions of parents, whether they are true or not. If a parent tells a child he is lazy or stupid or not as talented at baseball as his siblings, the child will grow up believing this is true and will operate as though it is. Now, a child might also develop low self-esteem because something negative is happening to someone he cares about. For example, if a child is constantly positioned between two arguing parents, the child will internalize the story that he is the reason his parents are arguing. Since parents are a child's source of safety and stability, it makes sense that the child would rely on the voice of the inner critic rather than believing he or she is unsafe. In this way, the inner critic, although misleading, acts as a protective survival mechanism to help a child feel a sense of security. Think back in history and consider how much we relied on being accepted by our tribes. To be ostracized from our group was to be literally be left out in the cold. We had to adhere to the rules of elders regardless of how we really felt about them because our survival depended on it. As children, we feel a similar vulnerability, but if the noisy inner critic continues badgering you into adulthood, you'll experience stress, dissatisfaction, and possibly even anxiety. When the pathological critic becomes the dominant voice in our heads, it has the power to make us second-guess our every move, doubt our own abilities, and feel fearful that things are always going to go wrong. This relentless attack from within can fuel anxiety as we become increasingly skeptical, skeptical of our own worthlessness and ability to perform. We are continually alerted to the potential dangers. Under these conditions, it's impossible to maintain a healthy self-esteem or to make an honest evaluation of ourselves and others. So why is it important to understand and manage the pathological critic? I should point out that the pathological critic is not responsible for every negative thought you have about yourself. In fact, being able to critically evaluate yourself helps you discover areas for growth or improvement. We each have an internal compass that lets us know that we are living a life that aligns with our expectations for ourselves, and if we make choices that stray from that, our inner voice guides us back on track. However, when the voice of the pathological critic imparts a steady stream of negative thinking, it erodes confidence and feeds anxiety. When you have realized that what you are hearing is not a legitimate matter of consciousness, stop and think about what the voice is saying to you. Take the time to identify what thoughts or experiences are triggering the harsh criticism and reframe them in the context of reality. Now, we all fail, we all make mistakes, and we lose frequently. But failing doesn't make you a permanent failure. Losing isn't a life sentence. Hopefully, it is a motivation 
to prepare better and try again. So what tactics help tame the inner critic? Well, here are some options to help tame that inner jerk. First tactic is become familiar with your pathological critic. Oddly enough, your pathological critic is trying to convey something important to you. So take some time to objectively assess the message it's communicating. And while you're doing this, remember that a thought is just a thought. Your thoughts are not reality, and they certainly don't represent the truth. Second tactic is personify the pathological critic. Personifying is about assigning a unique name to the inner critic that you've identified. Now, this serves to separate yourself from the pathological critic and observe the critical dialogue from an objective point, point of view. For example, you can name your pathological critic something cute, funny, silly, and every time you notice it acting up, you can imagine yourself patting that cute little pathological critic on the head and tell it to pipe down. The third tactic, separate yourself from the pathological critic. Stepping away from the barrage of self-criticism is the next step. Creating an objective perspective of your thoughts allows you to separate yourself from your cognitions. Use the following tactic to objectif uh, objectify a negative statement. For example, a critical statement might be, I'm no good at talking to strangers at parties. I'm a loser. Well, an objective statement might be, I'm having thoughts that I'm not adept at meeting or talking to people I don't know. I'm imagining that I'm not competent, yet these thoughts are simply thoughts and they're not true. The fourth tactic is rebuttal, or rebuttal your pathological critic with self-compassion. Not only can you reframe and objectify all of the negative self-dialogue, but you can turn it on its head and use it to your advantage. Remember, there's a reason for negative self-criticism, so positively reframing a negative statement could look something like this. Critical statement. I'm no good at talking to strangers at parties. I'm a loser. Well, a reframed statement might look something like going to parties where I don't know where there are lots of people you don't know is difficult for a lot of folks. It might be a little awkward to begin with, but I'll find my groove and I'll have fun. Breaking the cycle of negative thinking is an inside job. It requires self-love and a bit of gumption the same way that you would stand up to a bully on a playground. Chances are, if you hear mean words yelled at somebody else, then you would run to defend them. But since nobody else can hear your inner critic, you have to come to your own rescue. Just know that you are worthy of a joyful life and that quietening the pathological critic is an essential part of living the life you envision for yourself. So, I hope that you've gained some value from this uh, podcast episode and if you'd like to know more about how to tame the inner critic feel free to uh, post some questions email me directly at therapyformen at simonniblock.com if you have any questions or go to the website where there are additional resources that it can help you unpack and tame the inner critic so 
You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So please subscribe. And also, I welcome you to subscribe to my weekly email service, Manifesto Monday. Go to simonniblock.com for more information. Gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Cheers. <laughs>